we can just do our little part in hopes that our level up is having a really positive impact for the greater good. Sebastian, Florida. She's a dear friend of mine. I can easily say we've been friends for a decade at least at this point. I'm a friend. Her whole family is precious to me and I'm really um, grateful and honored to have this conversation with her and to go on this journey with her. So without further ado, welcome Elizabeth and thanks for being here with us. Thank you guys. Um, it's an honor to be here and thank you so much for um, reaching out uh, to me and it is my hope that as we talk that the experiences that I have had in in my life are um, things that others can integrate into their lives and and worlds from a healing perspective um so a little bit about me yeah, I am a very, very um, happy um, 62-year-old retired individual. Um, I have survived cancer three times, um, originally diagnosed in 1998 when my daughters were three and eight. Um, they are now 32 and 27. So my biggest prayer, um, the original diagnosis was to please let me live. Please let me grow my kids. Um, And here I am so many years later with these really healthy cells for me and these amazing um, daughters who have been part of my journey and have certainly learned and grown from the things that have been integrated into my life over over the time of it. Yeah, I mean, I can easily say that since since knowing you and your family, my spiritual journey has been greatly impacted by all of you and your journeys and your demonstration of connection and spirituality. You know, I think your sister Susie actually got me my first ever angel deck, like my first oracle deck. It was my first like I'd never had a tarot or anything like that. So yeah, you all have have had a major impact on my journey. Um, so yeah, we have Elizabeth here today to kind of to share and to learn from her her work and healing through two two rounds of breast cancer. Three, three rounds of breast three cancer. Three rounds of breast cancer. Oh wow! Well. Yeah. You are incredible. And if there was a definition of warrior in the most beautiful <laughs> and like light, light bearing way, that would be you. Um, Thank you. Well, I guess one way we could start would just be to like have you bring us into your story wherever mm-hmm. you feel like it's a good place to start. Okay. Well, as I mentioned before, um, originally diagnosed in 1998 shock of a lifetime. Um, you know, I'm 38 years old. I have these two little kids. Um, and it was really a game changer. I initially, um, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was all these emotions. And I think that the cancer, I allowed it to identify me. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in, lived in a really small town and it was like a big secret. I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want to be in our, you know, little grocery store and have, you know, individuals come up to me and, oh, we're so sorry or whatever. So it was really a secret at my work. Well, back up. So I was, um, able to choose a lesser or more aggressive chemo based on the characteristics of the cancer. 
And it was a no-brainer that I was going with the less aggressive chemo because I was not about, I was not losing my hair. Mm-hmm. That like was not going to happen. Nobody at my work knew. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Cause I would have treatments on Fridays, which was my day off. And then I would have the weekend to recover. Um, and you know, probably, I guess maybe the, the, the owners knew like maybe a few people, but I mean, it wasn't like the office knew. Um, so that was the first time and everything finished all the treatments, finished the radiation, get on with my life. Can I I ask you a question and feel free to tell me if this is like too vulnerable of a question, but I'm curious, like what, what was showing up for you in that like layer of embarrassment? Was it that you didn't want people to feel pity for you or like attention? Absolutely. Didn't. Yeah. I didn't want people to feel pity for me. That's a great word. Um, I didn't want my family to be marked. Mm-hmm. I think in one of the writings, because I've done a lot of writing and I've, and I've spoken a number of times as well. And um, I think it was, you know, the pity, the embarrassment, the, um, it felt like damaged goods. That was like something that I actually like read. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't even remember feeling like that because I've grown and blossomed to such a, a just, you know, 360 beyond degree change. I would do anything for anybody, share anything that I could to help anybody along this journey. Yeah. Um, So pity. It's a, it's a good, a good, and my mom is also a survivor. We, it wasn't a genetic thing. So, you know, I, again, small town, lots of gossip. It's just like, no, it's nobody's business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I feel like it's a very um, stoic and prideful way of being. And like that resonates the New York, New England vibe of we, uh, yeah, we just suck it up and we, you know, keep everything to ourselves. Right. Right. So yeah, that's, that's how it was. And, um, that was number one, that was time number one. And then moving forward, you know, like pretty much two years to the minute when I went in, um, for my checkup, my surgeon was just kind of doing like a little check-in and she felt something underneath my arm. Um, and long story short, it was a recurrence. Well, I guess it, should, it wasn't a recurrence. It was actually a new cancer. So the first one had these kind of characteristics and the second time had these kind of characteristics. And um, the second time hardcore chemo was was the way. That was that was what needed to happen. And the hair was going to be lost. Um, so what did I do? Susie, my sister, who's also my life coach, who really, um, I, I have to give her, I mean, credit at every single level, because at the time my, my marriage, um, was scattered. Um, and I'll say that because they're, I have two many soulmates, but two male soulmates. And um, the relationship with my first love was just still. And my husband at the time knew it. And he kind of was like, hey, look, you know, do what you got to do kind of a thing. Um, And we may edit this out or not. I don't know. But it was like, if I'm going to die, I... I want, I have more to finish with this, this first love. It it just, it was, and we are together today. We have since married. I mean, we have, we, that my former husband, his wife, Michael, my husband and I are the closest of friends. I mean, we don't so much vacation together, but we, yeah, it's really intense. I mean, we committed to our girls in such a way that, I mean, every baseball game, every volleyball, I mean, you name it, 
we were there as a family. We had holidays together. You know, we really held it together for for the girls. Um, so kind of get back on track where I was. So the second time um, I'm diagnosed, I'm out of my mind uh, and I'm keeping it a secret again. Yeah, I'm like, and my mom is like, why? Why are you going to do that? And one or two other people kind of did, said the same thing, which got me thinking, why am I going to do that? And and the healer, one of the healers, so I had integrated Eastern and Western medicine from the get, um, you know, Reiki, um, Jin Shin Shiatsu, uh, counseling, all you know just all kinds of eastern medicine along with the chemo and the radiation right so the second time i i got with a new healer and he is he said to me when i said to him you know i'm battling with with breast cancer it was somebody that i was kind of we were interviewing each other to see if we would be a match to work together i'm battling with breast cancer and he said change that word change that word battle to dance. Mm. And I will tell you that, and you can see me moving my arms. It was from that point forward mm. that, and I have chills, even me yes. like, mm. wow, dance with it. I was a dancer for 16 years. Mm. Wow. Yes. And so that shift became the, at the <laughs> forefront of of how I did this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I would have the chemotherapy, I would bless that medicine. So it would be coming in through my arm and I would literally similar to um, like when you're getting your um, luggage at the airport and there's that conveyor belt. So I would come in and come, you know, in my mind, just at every part of my body, have that have that drug come in and just bless it and thank it for doing the right thing and and getting rid of anything that shouldn't be there. Um, and again, letting me live this life and share my light and be a healer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here I am. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so I have to take a second to... yeah yeah so where were you at with the third diagnosis so okay so the second diagnosis so um heavy duty chemo um Susie and I got a wig she on my 41st birthday or two days before my 41st birthday I had my head shaved not bald but you know super short Cause I couldn't, I chose not to do the whole clumping and I just, I didn't want to go down that road and I'd be still little kids. Right. So we, you know, hard sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, get this wig. I go to work wearing the wig within 20 minutes. Um, somebody came into my office. I was just like, I can't do this. Like it, I'm allergic or something like I'm, I'm just, it's, I'm like really having like my eyes are watering and I'm like, Whoa, screw it. Because I had really short hair. I just, I never wore the wig again, ever. Wow. Wow. So I wore head wraps and do rags and like, and so every outfit that I wore, cause I worked throughout was I, I, you know, was matching. As a matter of fact, I was in, um, Tahoe visiting my older daughter over the summer and didn't she have one of my um scarves mm. wow oh my gosh this is like wow this is from then and and I'm like do you want it so like, well, I don't know I said well let me take it home and it was right around when the um making strides against breast cancer walk is every October and I'm a huge hunt fundraiser for for them and have been since 2002 and and like I've kept it on my pocketbook for the month of October, like just to kind of remind me Mm. how far I have come and how healthy I am. I mean, these cells are so damn healthy now. It's magnificent. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, 
What are the ages of your girls each time? So, well, they were three and eight, and then it was two two years later. So, um, five and eight, nine, ten. And then um, the third diagnosis was like less than a year. Well, so the second diagnosis, heavy duty chemotherapy, double mastectomy, um, like in the fall of that year. And I only had to have one breast removed and I chose to do both breasts because I'm small and I was not going to screw around with Mm -hmm. putting something in and whatever. So I did have reconstruction um reconstruction and um so it was i'm going to say that was like i don't know like october november and the following may um i went in for like the final what the final reconstruction was going to be and i'm like hey check out my you know check it out showing my my um doctor and and she just started doing like a quick physical and didn't she feel something underneath my arm again? Man. And I'm like, this is bullshit. And so she said, Elizabeth, just let's give it a month. Let's sort of just see what happens. Let's see if anything feels bigger or smaller before we react. And in fact, it got smaller, but we did further investigating and it, and it was cancer again. Mm-hmm. So whether or not it was a leftover lymph node from, you know, all of the, the original surgeries or actually a whole new cancer was never really determined, though the characteristics of the third incident matched the first incident. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I saw, I went to my oncologist and he's like, okay, now, like he's, he was so baffled that he sent me on to his mentor, uh, in the city and his mentor was like, oh my gosh, let's just bombard her with chemo again. And Rich said, there's no way I'm, I'm bombarding you with chemo again. You have been through way too much. And he introduced me to this, um, new therapy called Herceptin which I will liken or was likened to me to um, like to Pac-Man. So it's for estrogen positive receptors. And it it literally goes after anything estrogen positive and like, you know, eats it so that, that those cells can no longer divide. And that was sort of, it was new. Um, it more, I don't really want to say experimental because it was out there, but not full time, I guess I would say. And so I started doing that every three weeks. I would go to the cancer center. I would have an infusion. It was a couple of hours for 15 years. Wow. Nobody had really done that for 15 years. And after 15 years, it was when Michael and I were, you know, getting married and we were going to be moving and stuff. And he's just like, enough. There's like no significant evidence that says if we keep you on this, it's going to keep the cancer away. If we take you off of this, it isn't. So knock on wood, Mm -hmm. um, it's been since 2015 and thank God nothing recurred. And I feel, yeah, I have other stuff. I'm 62, right? So there's stuff, but you know, not cancer. So, um, Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So the, so the 15 years, so it really became, I mean, I was, like the poster child at the cancer center. So that's, again, the second time is when I started getting into um, support group, which I fought the first time. I was like, I'm not doing that. The second time my sister said to me, we're doing this. Like we need to engage with other people who are dealing with cancer. I went to the breast cancer support group specific and it was such a bad vibe. They, I was... Two times, like these were women who were just diagnosed for the first time. They had no interest in being with anybody who had a second diagnosis because, right, that's, yeah. that could happen to them. So got into a support group with all cancers mm-hmm. and again, game changer. 
mm-hmm. game changer. Um, and I will also tell you that I have lost so many people um, to cancer mm-hmm. and that has hardened me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also given me the strength and the faith to, you know, from my spiritual belief that we're eternal. Mm, These yeah. guys have come through to me, yeah. you know, and it just, that's what sort of opened up the idea of there's, there, we don't die, like we die, our body, our physical body dies. And, and then there's like, Hey, I'm here. You know, I mean, I get messages every day from different angels and spirits and soulmates and stuff. So, um, that also has just enlightened my appreciation for all of the moments of all of the days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, Elizabeth. It's such a powerful story. And just in listening to like all of the ways that things unfolded and that you made choices in that is really, you know, inspiring and and I want to circle back to one thing that you said just a few minutes ago, which was that you went to this specific breast cancer support group and it didn't jive with you and it was a negative energy and you really had to like jump hurdles to get there in the first place. So I can only imagine how disheartening that was to have that experience. And then you like continued even after that disheartening experience to find, to look for support until you found the right group. And I think that that is such an important reminder that just because we try one thing and it doesn't work, doesn't mean that we, it's not there for us and it might be hard. And, and also just having your sister there for you, like having somebody that encourages you to, to continue to seek that support. And I think You know what I see a lot right now, especially, I mean, really not even just women, but among men and women and people is it's so hard to ask for support or to find support. And so I just wanted to like circle back to that for a second to kind of like hone in on how, how beneficial or how in service it can be to like push through those hardships and find that, that support. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it it's so true. It it just it gave me pause. It gave me well, it's almost right back to that, like the embarrassing and all that stuff, right? Where it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's why I didn't share because of this. And then it was like, screw that. Like here I am. Here's what I can offer to people. Yeah. And and I have people to this day and it's hard for me to hear mm-hmm. like i i don't so my word of the month for december is listen mm-hmm. so you know you can say yeah so so you know like michael said to me the other day you know i feel so passionate for you or or whatever he said and it was like like 15 minutes later i'm kind of like wait what did you just say like i don't let that stuff in and i'm so giving of it you know, so I, I I continue to push to become more um, appreciative of of myself, myself, not somebody else saying things about me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but isn't like the first step? I mean, but one of the steps in that, like you're saying, is to also be able to receive those messages from others. It's like so many of us Mm -hmm. and I can sit in groups of people all the time and someone will say something so kind about another person and you'll see it. They just like, Oh, yeah. kind of like dodge it. It's like, it's coming in and they're like swinging their arms, like get away. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Really allowing that and receiving that and downloading that into our system feels like a big part of that journey. Yeah. Jesse here. I am one of the co-owners at Whetstone Wellness and Cafe with my sisters, Katie and Lindsay. We are home to 11 women-owned small businesses where we cultivate self-care through community. Our experienced practitioners offer massage, energy work, acupuncture, facials and waxing, 
private Pilates, and more. Rejuvenate yourself at the Wellness Center, then pop in the cafe for a medicinal latte, smoothie, or sweet and savory bowl. Starting this month, we'll be offering Tuesday Ramen Nights. Grab your ramen bowl made with house-made bone or veggie broth and your four-pack of cold-pressed juices for the week. We source local meat and produce, offer online ordering, and are currently open Wednesday through Saturday, 10 to 2. We are located at 1037 South Craftsbury Road, home to Blackbird Bistro, Vitality Home Birth, and the Sweets and Glamping at the Craftsbury Farmhouse. You can find us at www.wetstonewellness.com. What it gives to the other person to be able to give you this compliment where they, they're saying, I see you. And you can say like, ah, it feels good to be seen. Like it feels so good for the other person. Right. So yes, when we can't, when point. we can't take it in, it doesn't feel as good to the other person. Yeah. And that's been helping me be like, oh, it's not all about me. Yeah. Sorry. It's just, it, we can, we can look at it and see it as a gift. That right. this other person that that we're giving them the gift um, of being able to give us that support yes. and help. Yes. Because it does feel so good for right. all of us to yes. to give and to be compassionate and caring. It's such a beautiful energy to be in. Yeah. 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 It gets yeah. me out of a lot of my more depressive states mm-hmm. <laughs> is that giving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and as women, I feel like we're great. We have a giving nature. It's our our tendency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to ride that, and yeah, and we're Aries too. I also want to share that um, one of the things that happened in the year of 2022, um, there was some really hard things that were going on in in our home, and um, so much so that I really was kind of questioning what the next five years were going to look like. I mean, really super duper. All that said, everything has come full circle. And the most important lesson for me while it was happening was, A, if I've done everything I can do in this relationship, if I've grown as much as I can grow, if I've helped, you know, Michael grow as much as he can because we're together since we're 12. Okay. Wow. We didn't get married and have children together, but we were, he was my first boyfriend. He was my first everything. Wow. So yeah. So so like that's how deep this one goes, right? So even though, you know, marriage, husband, definitely soulmate. I mean, we were meant to have kids together. And we have these two absolutely dynamic, amazing, beautiful souls and spirits mm-hmm. that we together brought into into this universe right and and we've accepted that that was you know among other things that was you know the 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 gig for us that said the growing and the leveling up when i when i did my gratitude journal it was kind of like oh okay i could go really deep and get really depressed or I could switch this one, dance, right? Mm-hmm. And and recognize that, oh, okay, so I've gotten here and now I'm I'm here. And the whole universe has opened up in such an amazing way in this year of 2022 because of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that brings like listening to you talk about your gratitude journal it also you know it it brings curiosity in how that journey through all three rounds of breast cancer motherhood partnership marriage like all of these dynamics what has that invited into your life in terms of like grounding ritual presence practices and how has that evolved throughout these experiences to where it is now? Right. So great question. Um, I would, I guess I would need to start with, 
you know, in that in that chemo room doing the routines and the rituals that I did every time I was there. I had a bag that came with me. It had I, I I have it in the other room. I'm sorry I didn't bring it in, but one of my healers um gave me um, a necklace because she said, you know, and I didn't write this in my bio, but like, yeah, I'm a warrior, man. Like that's another really big word that needs to be in here. Kara said to me, you know, like, this is yours. Like you are a warrior. I wore that to every treatment. I had a poem that I read. I mean, I just, I embraced it to the degree that I could embrace it. And when I would see other, you know, women coming in, like for their first times and stuff, like I would say to the nurses, Hey, if they want to talk to me, please let them know, like I'm available and I'm like open and willing to engage. Um, So it brought in ritual, it brought in routine, it brought in appreciation, um, recognition, um, trying to think I like, I know I wrote down some stuff, you know, when I was thinking about our chat. Um, So trust, grounding, spirit, um, compassion, love, joy, all of those emotions that when I would do my meditation or pick my affirmation cards or write in my gratitude journal or spray my um, sage for protection, which I do that stuff every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I wake up and, and, you know, and I meditate and it's only for 15 minutes a day. And I do take one day a week off. Um, But like that's ritual and that's, the dedication to that practice. Sometimes I think if I quit, like, is something bad going to happen? You know, which I just need to kind of get over that. (laughs) So, so there's that. So that's been really, um, and I did that at home too, before we moved down here, before I was retired. I mean, I would get up at four 30 in the morning. I would be out the door by six for my work. And, um, but that four 30 to like, you know, 530 was kind of Elizabeth time, a little bit of exercising, stretching. It wasn't any hardcore anything. I wasn't like, you know, now that I'm retired, I go to this exercise class three days a week. I, I can never get anything like that before, but I am a yogi. And so the, the, um, the second round is when I started to practice yoga and, um, and actually Michael and I practice every day together. So, um, that, has absolutely become uh, something that I would not give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What does it do for you? Um, well, if I can stop thinking yeah. while the practice is <laughs> yes. on, you know, it's just that hour or that 45 minutes of, of stretching and, and, and balancing. And um, that's really empowering for me. I would say where I can't, easily hear people compliment me when I'm in a pose. I'm like, shit, like I, I, I feel really good in this pose and, and I could have a bent knee or it could be pigeon on my back because I am not able to do pigeon laying down because of my knees. So big deal. I, I do it laying down and I don't owe anybody any explanation about that. So that feels empowering and, and grounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like really embodying your badass self. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the warrior and the warrior part, like you know, when it's like yes, you know. So I would say that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about the effect it had on your daughters and how they grew during it. Yeah. Um, still in process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my younger daughter was three years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what did she know yet? You know, I... that's kind of what, what she knew. Um, and she struggled. Um, she struggled. She's doesn't struggle anymore. I mean, she's <laughs> one of the most grounded people that I know. She's a, a very, very successful massage therapist. She's confident. She's you know, just she's, well, both of them are just super confident, beautiful, uh, beautiful women. 
Um, but at three, she didn't know much else. Kyra, my older daughter, so that's Julia, my older daughter, she was eight. And, you know, she was an only child for her first five years of life. So her experience was really different. And I spent two weeks with her over the summer, um, just the two of us. Mm. And I recognized that I think it really had a a pretty shitty effect on her Mm. where, um, you know, as stable as she was at eight. And then all of a sudden she's eight and it's like, he said to me, you know, mom, when you like had your head shaved, I mean, it was just so devastating for me. I loved your long, beautiful hair. Like she identified with, I guess I identified with my hair as well. You know, when I come full circle. Um, and, um, I think she and I have some work to do Mm. still. Um, you know, that, that's kind of what I, walked away with a little bit having spent the time with her um over the summer where it was like ooh we didn't really talk a lot about that and and there's guilt yeah. there's absolutely guilt my people in my life that are like you know you don't you shouldn't feel I do feel guilty I feel guilty that they're you know okay there's one out of eight women that get breast cancer and they're no more prone than you guys, right? Because it's not, I, I didn't have the, the gene of BRCA, like that's not part of this. However, they will need to start doing screenings and things of that, like earlier in their lives. So there's that like, oh, that marked, you know, again, going back to 1998, when it was like, I don't want anybody to know, like that, that's shitty to know that my kids have that as part of their legacy on the flip they are two of the strongest most grounded compassionate giving loving women that i know yeah i mean same right yeah yeah here here and good job. I mean, yeah, thank you. Inspired me about all of you is your mother daughter relationships. It's always been so sweet to witness and to be a part of. And, you know, like I'm really good friends with your daughter, Kyra. So there's almost this mother essence to you that I just was like, oh, yes, Elizabeth <laughs> is just the most incredible mother to her children. And um, it's been really beautiful to see that. And, and I also know that I can't even imagine, like, there's no way to, to say, but I can only imagine that this, these experiences strengthened that for all of you. Right. Yeah. That, you know, being a mom and I don't get really emotional, like ever. (laughs) So (laughs) this is pretty big. Right. Like there's all of the loss and all of the like, you know, bound like the correct, whatever you call like, you know, putting the shell on and stuff. But um, being a mom, just that my mom was the most incredible mom. There were four, four girls in the family. And from my my feeling is, is that my my mom and I had the closest relationship and it was, you know, I would have done anything for her. And as a matter of fact, we purchased a home together so that I could be there for her. And very horribly, she like literally dropped dead six months after we moved in. But I was there. And so, you know, I still feel like, okay, I, I wouldn't really, you know, it created a war between other siblings and myself, the house, but, and I was there. I mean, she, you know, it happened. And I didn't know it. I went downstairs to to talk with her and she was gone. And now if we hadn't been living together, she could have been in her, you know, home by herself for days. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, and I bring my mom into it because she was the best teacher in the whole wide universe. I mean, she loved the four of us so unconditionally. Um, and that gave me the lessons um, to do the same for for my girls and um I mean I, I would go to the ends of the earth 
for them. And and their father knows that. Their stepfather knows that. I mean, nothing can nothing can break that bond. I mean, I've talked to Julia, my younger daughter, two times a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll walk in the house after, you know, like exercise class and I'm already on the phone with her. And he's like, you know, hey, doodle, which is what we, you know what I mean? It's so, um, and, and Kyra, because she works differently and for somebody as opposed to for herself, it's a lot less that we connect but but and um Mm. when it happens it's like just like this fresh breath of air you know and having spent those two weeks together I miss her so much differently now because we really we got on each other's nerves for sure we're so the same We're so the same. Yeah, it was like I, I would say something like, wait, well, why are you blah 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 blah? And then like, you know, two hours later, I'd be doing something and she'd be like, uh, Mom, here's why I do what I do, because you do what you do. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're right, man. Like, yeah, like shit, I got work to do. Oh my god. They are yeah. our best teachers. We were just talking about our deep love for our children and how there's really no, no one that can, can take that. Yeah. But you can't. Right. You can't. It's, it's a feeling of, um, I mean, when that baby, you all have children, right? So oh. it's like your heart just opens up into this new dimension that you you just you don't you didn't know that before and what I said to Saturn was you know I had um a lot of trouble in between the girls um so much so that I almost died in between kids I I was I couldn't get pregnant and we went on infertility and um it was so powerful for me that I that I did get pregnant um we we knew that we were going to lose the baby because I was hemorrhaging or whatever was going on. Well, it turned out I was pregnant with twins. Um, And so again, this is in between. So one was blighted. The other one they knew I was going to lose had, you know, that dealt with DNC. And then like a month or so later, rushed to the hospital. And I actually had an ovarian pregnancy that had ruptured, which as I was telling Saturn, that baby um, was on the ovary and had that's where it was getting its you know its life source force and it was ready to attach to the to my rectum because that was the next blood source and and the doctor said that like that would have killed you um and wait why did I go down that road oh because eventually when we did get pregnant with Julia this our second child it was like how am I ever going to love this this kid how am I going to be able to love this kid? Like, like I love Kyra. I don't know that I can. And I'll tell you what, you, again, your heart just grows bigger, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's so much more love in here to be able to give to the, to this other child or these other children. So another lesson. Yeah. There's so much love. Yeah. You know, it's like what keeps coming to me and listening to your journey is just how I've been working on switching the perspective about hardships in life. And I recently had a teacher say something along the lines of she has, she feels sorry for the people that don't have challenges in their life Mm -hmm. because they're missing out on so much of the depth and richness and everything that it is to be human. And that has, stayed with me so strongly. And I feel like your journey has just, you know, I can't even begin to imagine the depths it's taking you into and how, you know, what a beam of light you are able to be for so many people in the world. Yeah. And I hear that. And I thank you for that. Yeah. And that's one of my, you know, daily, like, let me be light. Let me share love. You know, like when I go to the food store, when I go to the post office, wherever I go, I'm positive. Mm -hmm. I'm light. 
and I'm smiling and I'm making contact. And even, you know, like that's, that's just who I am and who, and who I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. When you were saying um, the guilt with your daughters, like it's so, I mean, I totally get it. And like the gift that you gave them at such an early age was resiliency and that like, like, you know, a lot of people are getting to the age of 20 without having a lot of hardship or some people are, I'm sure. (laughs) And, and then it's like, they're met with hardship and they're like, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle this. Right. Um, because you haven't right. been able to see before that they've been able to handle it. And it is such a gift. Yeah. And I look at it like that. I mean, and those are words that have been used in, um, in, in several of the times that I've, you know, spoken on behalf. It, it is a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and every day, you know, it's gratitude every single day. And right, I couldn't be here if I hadn't been there, right? It's all of the parts of the journey. It's not just the this part of the Like this part is so much fun. <laughs> it's, I mean, my God, you know, we live here so we can afford to live here, right? So it's not like I have to worry about every single thing I do. Yeah, we have a budget. That's actually what I'm working on today. It's like, oh, you know, we went way over budget in all these different places. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I got to see my kids. It, it didn't matter that, you know, the, the travel budget was, you know, however many thousand dollars and it's double. I don't care. Yeah. Because yeah. guess what? At the end of the day, they'll come. Yep. Whatever, you yeah. know? So each kid gets less that much money when I'm gone. Like, and that's what I, you know, like that's what I'm looking at though. Like when we were together, actually our, the both, uh, so Julia came out for the last weekend that I was out in Tahoe. And uh, so it was the three of us and, oh my God, we just, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. And I mean, we had moved Kyra into a new apartment. So it was kind of a shit show. However, you know, we really were working it. And, um, and, and I forgot what I lost my train of thought, what I was saying about that. Um, oh, uh, money and Julia went out and met you. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And they're going to get less last weekend because you're living about that. Mm-hmm. I completely lost my, my thought about that. Well, it's just that that time together is way more valuable than any price. Oh, right. That's what it was. That's exactly. I said to them, we we went into, you know, into Truckee, which is where Kyra lives. And I was like, whatever you guys want, like we're in this really cool store. I'm like, get it now. It'll be your holiday. You know, I don't, guys, like, get it. <laughs> want that mushroom floor mat? like it was just like you know like do it now right yeah Yeah. I can do this now when I'm gone and whatever you have you have you won't have me to be like do this enjoy this embrace this and I every step of the way that's like kind of my new attitude it's like you know how much money is lost in the stock market okay it's lost I might as well enjoy Right. What is there? Money. So interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Create, it, it, like, it attracts and creates more money when it's being used and enjoyed. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when it's stuffed away, it's not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Not yeah. It's not yeah. Good, really yeah. Good right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Stagnation. Yeah. Stagnation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um, Wow. We have these like kind of questions, and I'm like, well, you've already answered all of our questions in such incredible ways. There's no way way to ask them. Like, you've already Mm -hmm. just like given our listeners so many gifts in this Mm -hmm. conversation. And Mm inspiration for how to stay present and why, why do we need to appreciate our life and what value do we have in any given moment? And, you know, like how important it is to just set that little timer on our phone to remind ourselves how beautiful and how 
precious, precious and how incredible every moment is, even when we're in the shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess I have one question I have is like, when you're in the shit, like when someone's in the shit, deep in the shit, <laughs> like what would be your mm. advice for them? Or invitation. Or invitation mm. to come to come through the shit. Yeah. Um, I guess the first, the first thing that kind of comes to mind is just super grounding, you know, feet, feet in the ground, feet in the ground. And, um, again, lessons from, from my sister, life coach, Susie, um, the meditation of just, you know, bringing in all that, like, you know, roots from the bottom of your feet, growing into the earth and deep, 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 deep. And then bringing in that rich red energy and, and filling your body and just, if, if an individual, if somebody could do that, if they're just so in the shit, like, okay, hold on, close your eyes, feet on the ground, and just do the best that you can to, to visualize that or, you know, the light from above, you know, the streaming white light coming in, you know, through the, through, through the crown. Those might be two opportunities um, that I might suggest to somebody just to see if you can kind of reconstruct your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so much about our perspective and how so much the situation. Yeah. So true. Perspective. Great word. Great again, opportunity. And, and gosh, we could talk about that for days. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. How do we go from, um, this inward focus problem, um, uh, narrowed view to a more, um, objective viewpoint, mm-hmm. um, and expand, expand out, zoom, out. zoom out. Exactly. Yeah, it's really when we get caught up in our own thought loop. <laughs> yeah, thought loop and space and yeah. story. And that's where we kind of get cloudy. And that's why, like, keeping everything to ourselves is so harmful. <laughs> and that, you know, when you do say it out loud, often like half the charge leaves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love, um, I love what you're just saying here that these are very simple things that people can do um, in those moments of of feeling like stuck or in that low energy is, is to ground. Um, And I I love that, that very just simple, like bringing that energy up or like feeling that energy coming down. Um, It just comes back to the simplicity of, of, well, of our rituals and just, just how simple they can be. And, but, but, how powerful yeah those simplicity is yeah yes it's all so simple and it's all in us like like we here we have this like we're this whole little compact thing that we have so much power and and to to make it the way we most want it to be like we can do that yeah Mm -hmm. often we don't do that but it's that, you know, our mind, like I'm falling asleep last night and I'm like thinking, thinking, and I'm like, hold on, man, you can control that you're thinking, 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 like you have that power, Elizabeth, to stop it yeah. and listen to the chimes. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, all the chimes post hurricane are back up. And it was just like, oh, you know, everything just sounded so, so I probably have 10 sets of chimes out there, you know, <laughs> so, you know, but it's like, then I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, that makes me think about just, just how many people don't feel like they have choice or that, that, that they can, they don't know that, that they have that power. It just feels like things are happening to them and it's happening to them. And um, 
And so taking that agency back mm-hmm. um, and saying, oh yeah, no, um, I can, I can do something about this. I can, I can do something about the way I feel. I can do something about the way I'm thinking mm-hmm. right now. I do have some, uh, I'm in this dance with the present moment. And, um, and so, and I'm a big part of that. So, so like, um, so it's not just this is happening to me. I'm happening it to it too. This is a co-creative right. present right. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Yeah. That's a really hard thing for people to do. But me, when you I have mean, opportunities like you've had to, and I feel like labor is another one of those opportunities where you get to um, look at like learn from the time before how you handled it. And then do it differently the next time. And I feel like every one of those events for me has been one of the biggest things I do differently is I ask for more support. Mm-hmm. And, and then it becomes like I ask in a more detailed way or, you know, I, and then I like set bigger boundaries. And yeah. those are the, the, the moments of growth that, you know, when we do get more opportunities of like, oh, I handled that this way last time. And yeah, I'm going to fine tune it (laughs) next time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Opportunity. Another um, really strong word in my life practice. Um, Again, it's a word that I use pretty, pretty regularly um, in a very positive way. You know, it's not a challenge. So like I really change the way words like, okay, here's another thing that I learned. And this was a book that I read. I want to say Barbara Levine, maybe I don't have it because I lent it to somebody, but the book is um, your body listens to everything you say. Mm. Um, So do you know the book? No, but I love the title. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I've lent this book to so many people that I just keep on like rebuying it for myself. <laughs> so it's things like, um, and really pay attention from here forward. Um, my back is killing me. And yeah, no, it's not. Your back is not killing you. Your back is hurting you or mm. bothering you. Um, one of the biggest ones is, oh, I, I can't wait till blah, 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 blah. I mean, I hear I can't wait. And I'm like, Yes, you can, because you're waiting, right? I'm so, but think about it. Every time you say it from here, I'm like, I'm so excited to see you. I'm so looking forward to this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so again, lots of word changes from having read that book and listening to how things come across. I, I, I encourage you to really, in your next, say, days or weeks, really listen to, to the words that are being said and think about mm, how could, how might this come differently? One of them is, um, that's not a bad idea. Mm. How about, wow, that's a great idea. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, and I also think about sorry, as opposed to thank you. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you feel this urge, especially as women to say sorry, if instead you say thank you Mm -hmm. and the way that that registers in your body and in the group. And honestly, it triggers the hell out of a lot of people when you don't say, but that's medicine for them. Mm -hmm. And it's just this like beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's because, you know, people like I'll correct people and then I'm like, just shut up. Like, you know, like (laughs) I'll tell them once or twice. And like, again, in the exercise group, group, it's kind of like, um, oh my, this is killing me. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's not, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they kind of tease me now. Like, I know Elizabeth, it's not killing me. It's hurting me. And I'm like, good, you're getting it. I've made a little bit of a difference. Mm -hmm. That's right. There's actually, um, I've had two back surgeries and the books that I read after them were, um, very much because I was still having pain or people would ask me how I was doing. And it's like, be very careful with what you say because you, those nerves have been on high alert and they don't know that you're not in, that the issue is gone. And so you have to like 
you're telling your nervous system, I am well, I'm doing good. And it has to relearn that. And so they actually now, a lot of um, back surgeons may have people go through this training before surgery to see if they're able to just retrain their nervous system. Wow. Mm-hmm. Before great. I, okay, I have another oh. great, hold on. I think great. I have this book yeah. right here. Um, here we go. This one, prepare for surgery, heal faster. Yes. And that's kind of like what you're saying. It's, you know, you're 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 preparing your body. You know, it's like me doing my um visualization, healthy cells, healthy cells, healthy cells. How you know, my my what do I call this? My conveyor belt in the meditation. It's like, you know, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Not just about, you know, I'm sorry versus thank you, but Thank you for this day. Yeah. You know, thank you for this moment. Yes. So um, that's really interesting about the surgery and the, and the cells. Yeah. It's now like scientific and proven. So <laughs> <laughs> we can believe well, that's it. That's not really our work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you were so inspiring to listen to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, this has been great, you guys. Mm, really has. Yeah. Elizabeth. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your incredible story. Mm-hmm. It's an honor. I mean, it's, you know, again, Saturn was like, will you? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, sure. And then like this week, I'm like, what exactly am I doing? What did I say yes to? You know, um, like, you know, I, I do my, when I do my um, fundraising every year, I, I spend a lot of time writing my, um, my ask letter. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's weeks of thinking about well, what could a theme be and what, and like a last year uh we lost my sister-in-law and so it was real and she also was a survivor she didn't pass from breast cancer but she was super 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 soulmate and um so it was kind of in her honor and memory that that I was you know doing my ask and and this year was about what a blessing it is to be a mom and um I'm happy to share you know that with you guys again it's it is an ask and that wouldn't be why I would be sending it it's just more about the journey and um and and the the universe being like okay yeah 25 years later 25 years later mm. i'm still here and and living this super enlightened beautiful majestic magical life mm. like who who gets to do that? I mean, we were dancing last night to something in the radio, like, you know, spending the time with the girls, like who gets to just go and do that? Like, God, thank you mm. at every level. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. I was going to ask you what you're celebrating, but you just answered that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this moment, baby. Yeah. And, yeah. and also part of why we moved to Florida was so that I could be closer to, so there's, I have three siblings and, and my sister Susie, who I've mentioned a couple of times, we are, you know, most close. And so, you know, the probably, you know, a lot as well as it being affordable to live here and being warm because I don't like being cold. Um, it was to be close to her. And, and that's a relationship that ebbs and flows for sure. As we each go through our changes and, and, um, our own journeys, um, it's just a really big piece of, of the whole of, of which I am so very grateful for. Yeah, definitely. I love the, um, I, I think what I'm learning is because I have three sisters too. And in all my relationships is that that ebb and flow is, it's not a bad thing. Right. And like, it's yeah. If we could just like normalize that ebb and flow. Yeah. um, Just, it wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't feel, wouldn't feel so bad. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the more we teach that, the more we empower other people to be able to embrace that. And, you know, the more we do, the more people we 
share with, like this podcast, it's the hope that, okay, now we're going, you know, like the pebble in the water that's, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, so we can just do our little part in hopes that, you know, our level up is having a really positive impact on for the greater good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Here, here. Yeah. And I know like, um, even that just, just in this conversation, I'm already feeling leveled up. Me too. (laughs) I'm feeling leveled up. And so, um, inspired to, to focus more of my energy on that gratitude and being present Mm -hmm. and just being so, yeah, just so thankful for this gift that we have. Um, thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. (laughs) Pleasure. Mm, absolute thank you for listening to the teach me your ways podcast with eleanor jesse and saturn this is a labor of love wow what a privilege it is to have you all here on this journey with us listening and taking your time to join us on this journey we are on um we get to hear fabulous stories from amazing people and your participation, your um, commitment to being here and taking the time out of your day to listen means the world to us. Mm, Yeah. And we would so appreciate if you would take the time to rate us, to give us some stars on Spotify or leave a comment or follow and subscribe to share this podcast with loved ones because we all know with every single time this podcast is shared it reaches a few more people and that means the world to us and we just want to thank you again for your time for your feedback for your inspiration and for sitting in circle with us this podcast is a living practice and we are so grateful to have you on this ride with us many blessings Ooh. Mm-hmm.